All righty. Welcome, listeners, to another episode of the Banquet Hall Podcast. I'm your host, Kyler Nathan. Uh, make sure y'all follow the podcast at Banquet Hall Pod. Leave us a like, five star rating, share it with your cousin, your cousin's cousin, all the cousins in the family. Uh, we're trying to get the Banquet Hall out there and grow. Uh, I am blessed to be joined with another friend of mine dating back to high school days. Sierra, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? Thanks. I'm I'm doing well. Happy to be here. <laughs> Happy to be here. Are you nervous? <laughs> no. Not really. <laughs> okay, good. Just want to make sure. Sometimes I feel like people be a little nervous when they come on a podcast, but you are an experienced podcast host. Now you're a veteran to the podcasting business, which I'm excited to get into later. <laughs> but uh, the first question I always ask people, except last episode for some reason, but they ain't heard that episode yet, so it don't matter. Uh, but the question I usually start my podcast with is where are you from and what did home give to you or what does home mean to you? So where are you from, Sierra? I'm from Inglewood, California. Um, and what did home give to me? What does it mean to me? Well, I feel like LA in general is the greatest city to be from. <laughs> hey, I say it every podcast. I, I yeah. didn't preface it this time, but I'm always <laughs> like, you're from the greatest city on earth. So what? what is it? <laughs> yeah, um, I think the area really shaped who I am as a person. Like it's such a unique experience to live in LA and be in LA. Um, it definitely taught me like how to grind how to see life through different lenses because there's so many different type of people in and around LA. Um, but also it has taught me how to be, I feel like part of my personality being like chill and relaxing comes from being from LA as well. Like I've gone to New York and I've been able to assimilate very easily and get into that like go, go, go culture. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I feel like that's not the life I would want to live because you're always on. I need that like relaxing, go to the beach, turn it off. And I feel like being from LA, SoCal in general, like yeah. you're always on that vibe. <laughs> yeah, that's a good observation because I feel like I completely agree. When I go to New York, I'm like, oh, like we really on the like <laughs> time is now type of vibe and yeah. it's just go, go, go. And then living in San Diego, it's a little like too laid back sometimes where it's like, dang like we where to grind at like yeah. when we get in our fingernails there like everybody's like oh you're trying to go to the beach today and chill like yeah but when we get into the action so I feel like LA definitely gets the best of both worlds and yeah it's the greatest city on earth it has great food great people there's actually like black people in the city it's nice yes <laughs> that part <laughs> that part for sure uh but so we're both from the greatest city on earth uh, let the listeners into how did we cross paths? When did we first meet? I, I don't remember the exact day we met, but I guess in a general sense, when did we meet? <laughs> I was going to say, we just talked about before this, how my memory is crap. So, um, but we did meet in high school. I honestly think one year you moved into honors English. And I feel like that was the first time we crossed paths did you have mr franklin for honors english i did first year yes okay then yeah we had i because before this i was trying to think i was like did i have a class this year but i think we were in franklin's class together yeah but also weren't we in mcdermott's class too no, i never had mcdermott i missed really? mcdormand but not mcdermott <laughs> hmm 
<laughs> I could just be mixing up names at this point. I I don't even know who I had. I know, like I'm asking <laughs> you to go like deep into your memory. Yeah. Can you can you believe we graduated high school ten years ago? Yeah, uh, it's wild. <laughs> it's wild as hell. But I feel like we might even have more classes together. But we probably did. But we met in high school at Bishop. Um, we both moved to San Diego. You mm-hmm. went to UCSD. I went to SDSU, and mm-hmm. I feel like. You did mention your birthday that I came at one time. I also feel like I was at UCSD before as well. So we've kind of been in and out of each other. Yeah. yeah. Our paths have like been around each other for sure. Uh, I was talking about this with Ariel Cell on the podcast. Like, I feel like when you black in a high <laughs> school that doesn't have that many black people, and you're in like the honors AP pathway to like you kind of even if you're not like super close because we weren't necessarily like super close in high school but like I knew who you were you knew who I was because like yes yeah, it's, it's the black thing exactly. I, I guess I, sh- I shouldn't even say it's the black thing because <laughs> I don't know if you had this experience when you came to San Diego but it was a bunch of people in saying it was like they did not they was black but they didn't care that I was black it was like you you're not gonna say what's up bro like you just you're just not yeah. gonna acknowledge me <laughs> I think it's a San, well, I don't want to say it's a San Diego thing, but I'm feeling like it's a San Diego thing because in LA, I've had this conversation with a lot of people, like Black LA is so small and you go to a party, you're at a bar, club, whatever, you're talking to someone, you realize you probably know, they probably know your cousin, your sister, or your friends that you used to be close with, or Mm -hmm. just you have some connection to people and we're like such a tight-knit community and San Diego I feel like they have it to an extent but it's not as it's just different LA yeah yeah it's like in LA there's like three degrees of separation with black people it's like like you said the cousin or like you might even ransom at a football game or something it's just (laughs) it's like the biggest small city type of feel it's like it's humongous and people live everywhere, but just so, so connected. So uh, you mentioned that you came to San Diego to go to San Diego State. I came to UCSD. Uh, What was the experience for you like at San Diego State? What did you study? What was was the vibe like down the freeway? Well, um, I honestly feel like the major that I chose, it was very similar to high school again, like Mm. copy paste. Um, (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I chose, well, Originally, I was a nursing major. Stuff went down with the nursing program. They wanted it to become a four-year degree. At the time, it was a four and a half year degree to five years. Um, So unfortunately, but fortunately, my year, we got the short end of the stick. Mm. There was less spots in the program for us because the freshmen that were coming in after us were taking our seats, basically, (laughs) and there was nothing we could do about it. They told us, well, you either transfer or you try to compete for minimal seats and good luck to you so yeah that's higher education for you in a nutshell I'm like gotta love public education San Diego State gotta love it um but I think that that was not the right path for me anyways Mm. and I was very fortunate enough to be able to switch to business um I studied finance and where I say it was copy and paste from Bishop I mean 
I was literally probably one of three black girls in finance. And oh, wow, but black girls, back that's then, I was like, I don't know. I don't even think I saw any in finance mm. my year. So <laughs> we were far and few in the finance department. Yeah, that's, man, black and higher education is just such a, such an interesting experience. And I think especially when you're talking about majors related to business, related to finance, because uh, in my MBA, it was like maybe one other person in the classroom sometimes. And it's just like, dang, like, I'm really just out here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely forced to assimilate a lot of the time. Um, but I was just going to say, but I think that uh, one thing that, not that I'm jealous about, but there was definitely times going to UCSD where I'm like, man, I'll visit San Diego State. People like, I don't know, it just felt like y'all had the regular humans. (laughs) (laughs) And I will, I will say when I came to UCSD, I, I see what you're talking about. (laughs) Yeah, it's just like, it's some type of just atmosphere. You walk on UCSD, it's like, oh, y'all all studying today, huh? Yeah, yeah. You guys were the boring campus, and we were definitely the fun place to be in San Diego. Sorry. <laughs> Look, you don't, you don't have to apologize. It's It just is what it is. Like, And I, lo- I love my Tridents. I love UCSD. I had a great time. I tried to make it as fun as possible. But I think it's just some, even like similar to what we're talking about LA, it's just some regular stuff that I just like seeing on a college campus. Like, yeah, it's some people just throwing the football around or like people are doing things. Y'all had a bowling alley. Y'all had way better food options right next to y'all campus. <laughs> like y'all had a Denny's. Y'all got broken yolk over there, Jack in a Box. Eureka. It, Eureka. Like, and y'all got a Chipotle over there or something yeah, too. We like, do. insane. Cause for us, if it ain't on campus, like, we in we deep in La Jolla. You just like you yeah. gotta you gotta take a mission. But um Triton and Aztec rivalry aside, we're still here. We've reconnected. <laughs> um and I wanted to talk a little bit about your experience outside of California because uh you had an opportunity to live in a couple of other states, if I'm not mistaken, at least one I know for sure. Uh, but let's talk to the listeners a little bit about your experience living outside of California, what that was like for just your growth as a person. Yeah, um, my first experience outside of California was in college. Um, the summer before my senior year, I moved to a town outside of Boston. It was like 45 minutes outside of Boston. I was mm-hmm. working for Boston Scientific. I had an internship in their corporate finance department. Um, so yeah, that was my first time outside of California. And that's when I learned that although I took geography in high school, I really did not know where Massachusetts was. (laughs) When I relocated (laughs) out there, I was like, oh my God, I'm in New England. I don't even know what New England is. I don't even, I don't know what states are out here. Like, why did I not look at a map before I accepted this opportunity? But I was like, yep. I'm going. <laughs> hey, it's the grind. You was like, hey, I don't yeah. care where it's at. I got the opportunity. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like they're paying me. This is a good. At the time, I was trying to stay away from financial services. So I was like, Med Device, this is one of the top Med Device companies out mm. there. Like, yeah, I'm going to go see what it's about. <laughs> but 
in all honesty, after I got there, I was like, I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> Why did you do this? Because <laughs> you said 45 minutes outside of Boston. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's deep. Because I don't even want to go to Boston. <laughs> I, you know, sometimes you have to learn that the hard way. And I did. And then I feel like you one up yourself. Or maybe, I don't know about one up, but then you went to Utah. So d- did you check a map before going to Utah? I did not. Again, I thought I learned the lesson. I clearly did not. <laughs> and I didn't even know anything about Utah to begin with. Uh, mm. I feel like people talked about um, the Church of Latter-day Saints, but it never really stuck in my mind what it was because I never saw anyone or knew what it was never thought to look into it even when people were like oh are you sure you want to move to Utah and they were bringing up stuff I'm like what are you talking about I have no idea what this is and I never thought to research it ahead of time so all bad for me but once again and I I literally flew in to Salt Lake for I think 28 hours and accepted another offer to go somewhere else that I knew nothing about so is this just the, is this the Sierra MO? Like, it's like, I'm gonna just try some <laughs> shit out, live in, live in some random state, live, live in some random city and see how it go. I definitely was on that vibe. But after these two times, I think it's sunk in that I can't just do that. And yeah, I actually need to go visit, maybe stay for like a week to <laughs> figure out if that's a place that I want to stay, you know, look into what society is actually like out there. Mm-hmm. Um Because, I mean, the city that was 45 minutes outside of Boston, it was not bad. Um, Okay. I think Boston does have diversity. Unfortunately, it's just like little pockets and you have to really try to find it and Mm -hmm. get involved. Um, I never experienced any racism, but also I am lighter and I do Mm. know that sometimes I get a pass but sometimes not you know it depends um but I definitely did have a more comfortable time in Boston versus uh Salt Lake City Salt Lake City I mean number one the main religion is you know the Church of Latter-day Saints Mm -hmm. so that's one side of it but also I feel like the racism is more like behind the scenes because they're like they're nice but they're like overly nice to where I'm like you don't like black people yeah (laughs) yeah I don't know if I could do it I'll just be honest with you I know they won't like me in Boston like besides like even if they like whatever racism I experience because you know I'm landed in Boston in a Laker jersey proud yeah you're proudly (laughs) you're done I'm just be an antagonist the entire time. Like it is on my bucket list to go to a Laker game in Boston and I might need armed security. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Good luck with that. I, you're brave. <laughs> hey, I'm brave. I'm a Lakers fan. That's, that's just what I am. We just gonna call it, call it what it is. Um, and, but, but they're just as blunt out there too. And that's one thing that I just, I couldn't get with. Like, you're just in people's faces about certain things. And I don't, I don't get down like that. I don't either, but I got to do it for the Laker culture. (laughs) Um, (laughs) 
I did want to ask one more thing about Salt Lake City and Utah, though, and it's just literally clicked for me as you were talking about it because, um, so quick story, very quick story. Um, there was a party I was going to in one of my friend's backyards. I don't even remember if it was a birthday party or what, but two of his friends were there and they were either from Salt Lake or they lived in Salt Lake and they were talking to me and my friend Andre and they was like, yeah, like y'all got to go to Salt Lake City. I was like, nope. No, you don't. <laughs> I and, and uh just for the sake of the listeners these two people that were talking about Salt like they were not they're not black um but they were like yeah like you gotta come to salt lake city and in this next sentence i'm really interested in your instant reaction to because they're like yeah it's like a mini los angeles <laughs> i was like no it's not i ain't even been there no it's no no the hell it's not <laughs> yeah they're lying to you i don't I don't know what part of Salt Lake City reminded them of LA to even call it a mini LA. Like most of the people that I know are from other parts of the West Coast that also moved to Salt Lake City, we are all back in other states on the West Coast. Like Salt Lake is, it's it's an interesting place, but I would never live there again. I hope none of my listeners are from Utah. <laughs> if any of my listeners from Utah, I promise I'm not trying to trying to talk down about your say. I'm just giving my lived experience. And when I was at this party and someone said that Salt Lake City was like a mini version of my hometown of Los Angeles, it's I was not, like, no, yeah. like I just got mad because I'm like, no, you're not about to talk That's about disrespectful. To you're not honest. about to talk to LA like that. <laughs> like it is not. I, it was like you ain't even been. I'm like, yeah. And then I was like, I'm from LA, bro. And he's like, oh. Yeah. It was like, yeah, you got caught. Like, you've been telling this to people who ain't from L.A., but Salt yeah. Lake City is not a baby L.A. Then it gets better, and he was like, and I, I'm going to quote exactly what he said, and I don't usually use language like this on my podcast, but he was like, yeah, bro, like, you can get some Mormon bitches. I'm like, what? I was like, it was like, yeah, the white girls out there. I'm like, first of all, this is how I know you don't, you, you don't know who you talk. I'm, I'm just not no it's just not what i'm looking for bro uh but you're not you're not selling me on utah right now not at this point (laughs) i will sum it up this way utah is a very unique place and a lot of people that move there and like it they are into snowing or sorry skiing and snowboarding um they're very into the winter sports aspect of it um outside of that I I was trying to think of other things that Utah has that people like oh the nature too so Mm, yeah I've definitely seen that it's beautiful yeah all the national parks all the different hikes around there but you also have to take into consideration when you're doing these things Utah um certain parts of it are higher elevations Mm. so you're all like you also cannot even enjoy the hikes (laughs) or take it in because you're literally just trying to breathe the whole time just trying to breathe yeah um needless to say i'm not going i will go my bucket list is to go to a laker game in every city that has a arena so i will eventually be in salt lake to see the lakers play the jazz but after the game i'm out i will say salt lake it's really easy to get into the airport, get public transportation, like into the downtown area. I like that about Salt Lake, but there's so many other things to not like. So <laughs> take that as you will. 
Well, that concludes the Banquet Hall's first ever Salt Lake City segment. Uh, thank y'all for tuning into this episode. Nah. Um, and there's so many things I didn't say, so. <laughs> so many things, but I don't want you to sit here and relive Salt Lake City trauma on trauma, this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I got a, I remember a little bit of the stories from your podcast that we're going to get into a little bit later, but yeah, we're going we gonna to say the Salt Lake talk for another time and take it back to California uh, because I want to talk a little bit about some of your professional experience, uh, specifically because I feel like you have worked in a, for a couple of industries or companies that I've been interested in, in the past. And I think a lot of our listeners would just be interested in hearing about like just someone who's lived a life. So uh, first things first, I want to talk about... Uh, I was going to talk about one first. Let's talk about sports first. Uh, so just to set it up a little bit, once upon a time i was scrolling through instagram seeing stories and i saw you at a clippers game and i was like huh <laughs> didn't know that about sierra <laughs> and i think i might even dm you i might have been like oh i didn't know you was a clippers fan he was like oh i work for the clippers yeah. uh i was like oh okay this makes sense and but, if it's free it's for me so that's <laughs> hey, hey that's like that's just a good tagline if it's free it's for me i, I rock with it um but just talking in general what has it been like for you to be able to like work in the sports industry what have you gained from it or what led you to wanting to work for a professional sports team Whew, a loaded question oh my gosh um well i feel like growing up number one we're taking it way back I've always had asthma and it's been on, it hasn't been like bad, but mm -hmm. also it's been enough to keep me from playing sports a lot of the time. Um, I always struggled with like that physical challenge. Um, but I think it was high school. I was playing sports, but on the side, I was also working with the YMCA as a youth mm -hmm. sports assistant. So helping out with their soccer and their basketball program, um, that really sparked my interest in sports. Um, I never thought of that as a job. I think people always think like athlete and that's mm -hmm. it. No one thinks of the, you know, well, there's a whole production that goes yeah. to that as well. So once I got to college, I wanted to kind of continue that um work in the sports industry um and my school they had a lot of different ways to get involved but it was really competitive to get most of that so I landed with the media relations team all you had to do was email them and you could volunteer with them <laughs> and I was like great perfect I just want to be in the environment and continue getting that experience um, and it was really interesting just seeing how the media relations department works for, you know, a D1 athletic program. Um, I volunteered with them on game days with football and mm -hmm. basketball, um, and mostly the men's team because that's what they covered the most. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. can talk about those issues too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not sure if we wanted to get into that stuff, but um, that honestly gave me a really good look into the sports industry and kind of sparked my curiosity in continuing that. Um, so when I moved back to LA from Salt Lake City, honestly, I looked into sports because I was mm -hmm. working from home. Um, not 
post pandemic because I don't I don't even know what post pandemic well, what, whatever timeline we work <laughs> yeah, in just I know <laughs> since COVID started is what I'm, I'm like, just saying since we were able to be in person at a sporting event mm-hmm. um that's when I saw the um position open up with the Clippers to be on their game night staff um and I was like I just need to get out. I need to do something. I like sports. I think I eventually want to be full-time with a sports team. So let me just start getting some experience and exposure to the LA network since I am back out here and there are so many avenues into sports. Um, Let me just try it out. Um, And honestly, I think working for sports teams, it's a different grind. It really is. Um, I think it really flexes your um, creativity. Um, They always say fast pace. Mm -hmm. um, Just all of that. Like, it's a wild time. I feel like I leave a game that I've worked and I'm like, holy shit, what happened? (laughs) I literally... (laughs) don't know what happened this entire game all I know is a lot of fire drills happen and you need to be in five places at one time and just like working through all of those things I feel like it's such a great way to build your skills um but you're also building a network in Mm -hmm. that area too because you get exposed to so many people and um everyone has a story and you just meet so many interesting people there i'm there was so much in that interesting like i could just i saw it i heard it it was just interesting even a little huh afterwards i (laughs) that that interesting took you back i'm tempted to dig into that a little bit deeper but i want to let these interesting people live but (laughs) i could tell that you got stories to tell for days working for uh, the los angeles clippers um, but I want to also give some space to talk about one of your other professional endeavors. And before the podcast started recording for the listeners, I had to double check to make sure that Mickey Mouse wasn't going to gun me down for <laughs> <laughs> talking about Disney on a podcast because you know that they'd be trying to run a tight ship. So just wanted to make sure that Mickey Mouse wasn't going to bang down my door. But you have an opportunity to work for Disney, uh, the happiest place on earth. And I just, is it the happiest place on earth from the inside is the question I have. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think there's days where it is the happiest place on earth, but there are also days where it's not. I think it's like any job out there in corporate America, like you still deal with the same corporate politics Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. And of course, Disney has its own cultural things, issues that mm-hmm. we work through daily. Um, but I think people do find it shocking when there's people that don't have good things to say about Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, and I won't say that I don't have bad things to say, but I also have a lot of good things to say about the company. Um, I do see the issues. Um but it's a choice yeah, of course. that I make every day to work there. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the good things. Like, are you secretly one of the the uh, cast members that be greeting people at the park? Like, what's the what's the tea? What's the good things that happen at Disney? Yeah, I'm definitely not a park greeter. <laughs> um, the park jobs are not for me at all. 
I you couldn't pay me to deal with guests ever. So I if I handed you a million dollars and was like, put on this Mickey Mouse costume and go grease some kids, you wouldn't do it? No. For a mill? I wouldn't. I'm sorry. <laughs> dang, dang, I'd do it. I, I wouldn't do it either, but I'd do it. For a million, I'd throw the Minnie Mouse, Mickey Mouse, Goofy, whatever you want. I I feel like that's selling my soul. And after one day in the park, I'm sure I wouldn't want to do anything after that. So I can't <laughs> do it. I really can't. I don't even want to know what it's like working in the parks, but it seems very terrible. Yeah, hey, I understand it. But what drew you to want to go to Disney? Um, Honestly, I don't tell this story because I feel like <laughs> people are just like, what the fuck is wrong with her? <laughs> like most things, I moved back to LA and I just needed a job. Like I didn't care where it was at. Like luckily I landed in a sweet spot and I saw that afterwards. But at the time... Like, I had been without a job for three months. I was broke, mm. living at home. I was like, I just want something. I don't even care yeah. where it's at. And luckily, Disney, I submitted my application. I think the thing was, I had submitted applications to Disney before and never got a look at all. So this time, I was kind of like, whatever. Like, I'm mm-hmm. going to submit it, see what happens. And it worked out. Um, so it's not that exciting. Sorry. <laughs> um, I know it doesn't it, real is better than exciting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But when I started working there too, it also wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Um my manager left within three months and I suddenly had all these things that I was working on and working through, like loved that experience, but also the department that I was in just wasn't offering the opportunities and growth that I was looking for mm-hmm. so um honestly left Disney for 12 months before rejoining the company in an area that I actually want to be in but that's so- also a lot of people's stories at Disney mm-hmm. like they leave Disney to go do something and come back in a better spot and so what is the type of work that you're currently doing that's better for you at Disney um I try I was trying to think of how to frame it up um but I'm currently in the technology space um to be fair when I left the company I did enjoy working with the tech teams because I was working with them on the finance side just in a different capacity um when I came back I started doing project management now I'm in product management and I think mm. I'm going back to project <laughs> management in my new role. Um, I'm a hot mess and I just take opportunities at this point. Like if I think it's good for my growth, yeah, let's go do it. <laughs> um, but I think being within technology is very lucrative just because that's really the only area in Disney where you don't have to be a manager to mm. get the pay that you deserve. Um, so on one aspect, I love that. Um, but also our CIO, there's so many people in technology that were lifers that had mm. been there for like 25, 30, 40 plus years. Um, and so now they're trying to focus on early talent career development um so I think I'm in a good spot right now 
I, I would challenge you on the hot mess thing. I don't even feel like you're that like much of a hot mess. I feel like when usually people say they're hot mess, like everything's going wrong. You just you growing <laughs> yourself like there's nothing hot mess about that. Yeah, I think from my perspective, like stability is just what I want out of life. So all of the hopping around from team to team, like it's helping me develop mm. for sure. But eventually I just want to be in one spot and you know that linear path they call it a career lattice now and I hate that term like yeah, I know that, that's a that thing right. but I hate it yeah <laughs> I, was like, career I don't want to go yeah I literally don't want to do all of this stuff to make it to a spot like I just want to go up that's it black girls just want to go up exactly <laughs> yeah oh i've got to write that down <laughs> hey i was i was just using it as a segue uh black girls just want to go up black girls just want to be stable black girls just want to have fun uh so i want to yeah. <laughs> transition a little bit now that the folks have gotten to know a little bit about you your journey some of the things that you're interested in career-wise i want to talk about podcasting and i'm very in i'm very excited for this discussion because it's not too often that I have a podcaster on the podcast to talk about podcasting. It's like podcastception. <laughs> um, but you have a podcast or you have a podcast now, but uh, Black Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Y'all had two seasons, uh, a podcast I really enjoyed. It was one that I faithfully tuned into and just had a great time. And I think I wanted to start by saying that because I feel like a lot of times people will see a title like Black Girls Just Want to Have Fun. And if you're not a Black girl just want to have fun, like, oh, I can't tune in. <laughs> but I honestly feel like y'all dropped a lot of gems on that podcast. It was very fun to listen to. Uh, we're talking right before we started recording. I feel like I've seen you sooner than I have seen you because yeah. <laughs> like you've been in my car speakers. Like I'm just tuning in to your life story like I feel like I've learned more about you through your podcast than I knew about you prior to you even having a podcast so I was like oh and that's what that's why I love podcasting but I yeah. wanted to start the podcast conversation by asking what got you to want to start a podcast yeah um I wanted to do something outside of work um <laughs> I always felt like I had things that I wanted to talk about on a deeper level. And sometimes that surpasses, you know, just like regular conversations with people. So I was like, all right, how do I do that? I tried blogging. That was not for me. I hate, I don't hate writing, but I hate writing. I feel you. <laughs> I, yeah. And that was something that I wasn't going to keep up with. So uh, during the pandemic, when I actually had a lot of time, because there was nothing else going on. I started talking to my friends about starting a podcast um, and it that started with like us just having conversations, hour, two hour long conversations about social issues, like systems we live in, all that kind of stuff. And I was like, oh my God, I think we have something here that we can work on that work from. So I was like, let's start a podcast and they are with it. So we started. And then Black Girls Just Want to Have Fun was born? Yes. Yes, it was. <laughs> and so uh, what did you feel that you learned about yourself through just putting that podcast together, recording the episodes? I mean, y'all talked about so much from living a soft life to dating to corporate life to 
finding balance, mental health. There's just so many different things you are talking about on that podcast. So what do you feel like are some things that you learned about yourself or how you might've even grown or changed through recording that podcast? Yeah. Um, well, number one for us too, I feel like we learned more by doing the podcast. Um, just having that space to talk further about certain topics. Um, even the research that we were doing, mm-hmm. we were learning a lot of stuff. Um, but for me, the podcast, I just wanted a space to be creative. Like in my day-to-day job, I feel like my career has been mostly like data numbers and I wanted a creative outlet. Um, and through black girls just want to have fun. I feel like just being able to create, create outside of work and have that outlet platform to do that. Um, it's opened my mind a lot um, to all the possibilities that the world has to offer. (laughs) So corny, but like, I really love that. Like, yeah, if you have an idea, you want to take it further, like do it, explore it, see what can happen from that. Like there's no harm in trying something new. And that's really what I've gotten from the podcast. Crown Ellen, Bay Area, a proud sponsor of the Banquet Hall podcast. Thanks for listening. No, that's real. There is no harm in starting something new. That might even be the title of this episode. Who knows? (laughs) Um, I like that. Uh, what would you say was what would you say was most difficult about doing a podcast or starting a podcast for the first time? Um, I think learning the ins and outs of podcasting. Um, there's so many things, ways, mediums to produce it. It's kind of just figuring out like what you want it to be and what you want to do. Um, the balance of having a full time job and a part time job. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot so that's um, a whole lot yeah yeah uh, sometimes I'm like I don't even know why you're doing this or how you're doing this but we're doing it and we're still going so <laughs> nothing has been on fire yet so here we are um I, I, I'll knock on wood for you yeah there you go <laughs> um I also think since I have a co-host like it's two of us doing it it's also figuring out what that partnership looks like because we both have ideas mm-hmm. um, and we can only go forward with, you know, a few things at a time. So it's, it's a lot. <laughs> it's taught me a lot. And it's also, it's challenging, but it's a, it's challenging in a good way. Hey, you definitely preaching to the choir. I'm literally recording this episode during a lunch break from full-time job. Like you just, I think it goes back to the grind nature of it all. Like you just kind of got to figure it out. Like you find the time to record, you find the energy. Cause sometimes there's days where you're like, man, like, do I really want to like, just talk for an hour or yeah. like talk to the imaginary listeners that you refer to? It's like, you don't even know who yeah. listening to the podcast. <laughs> podcast ain't even out yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, But I'm happy that you found some fun in it. And so I wanted to see if you had any like highlights, favorite episodes, favorite moments, uh, just because after this 
episode is done i hope that our listeners tap in with black girls just want to have fun listen to some of the older episodes and get a taste for what the podcast is like so any highlights or moments that you'd want to share that would get someone to want to listen to the podcast i was thinking about that before this and i don't know i just not to toot my own horn um, or anything but toot it I literally love every episode that we've done. Like it's been so hard to choose topics to talk about because we just have so much to talk about. Um, but if I had to choose like gun to my head, um, <laughs> it would probably be our black television um, mm, episode. That was a good one. Yeah, I feel like... I'm going to be a Tyler Perry hater for like five seconds and sorry to any Tyler Perry fans (laughs) out there, but there are so many people that love him and love what he does. And I am not knocking anything that he does like, great. He's given black people another platform, another, you know, check Mm -hmm. for the people that he's employed, but the man is not a good director and creator of content like we have been so I don't want to say brainwashed but and that's another topic for another time um but I think the things that we get into hopefully just opens people's minds up to thinking about his work in a different way Mm. and I think we've touched on like who we think are great creators and Mm. who we think are not so great creators and that's just something that I hope people continue to have dialogue on. Mm. And I had a lot of fun <laughs> really being a Tyler Perry hater on that episode. <laughs> yeah, you bring up memory. She was a hater on that episode, but for good reason, <laughs> for good yeah. reason. Cause I think that everything you said is very valid and fair. I think that especially as black folks, if I might speak for all black people ever real quick, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but I think that when I look back at just what was on the TV growing up, like sometimes Tyler Perry's house of pain or just some Medea play or Medea movie just on your TV. And I think there's a lot of nostalgia and connection that people have to just the content that they've been digesting for so, so long. But I think it's important for us and the society we live in to be able to be critical of black content creators too. Like, obviously like giving people their flowers and Tyler Perry has accomplished amazing things like with his production studio and all that he's done. But at the same time, there's very valid like critique that people can have like depictions of black women in his uh, productions, uh, representation as productions. And just like the images that he's putting out there of his view of blackness and black scenarios isn't for everybody. And I'm not saying that people who love like there's plenty of people who might have a Tyler Perry movie as their favorite movie ever and that's good for them but there's like valid criticisms to be had and I think that the more that we grow and understand the diversity of blackness and what's possible with the content Mm -hmm. we're putting out there it's important for us to highlight people who are doing the work that we feel is most representative for us because if I was a black woman I probably would hate Tyler Perry I'm tired of seeing us being down bad in every single thing that he does. And that is my only thing with him. Like, damn. (laughs) We can never just be the highly successful Black woman, like, trying to do better in life. We always got to be, you know, in relation to men and just, I, I'm just out there. I, 
uh, that's, that's what the podcast is for to have these conversations. But I will say, uh, as someone who like goes to the movies so, so much, like I'm always at the theater, I am, I've been pleasantly surprised with where representation has gone in movies. A lot of it. And I, when I say representation, I want to emphasize for listeners, I'm not just saying like, oh, I see a black person in a movie, but like, what is that black person doing in the movie? Who are they interacting with? Uh, because I recently saw the new Haunted Mansion movie, which was fantastic, like way better than I expected. But the one of the leads in the movie, Rosario Dawson's character, uh, she is a she own, like she's a black homeowner, like she's a okay. single mom, but she's a doctor. Like you don't just see at least back in the day, you wouldn't just see a black woman as a homeowner and a doctor in a movie, yeah. like giving like yeah. yeah, just representation in that way is really important. And like just meaningful dialogue. Dialogue you could tell is written with black like voices in mind. So I'm actually yeah. really happy that you ISOed and hated on Tyler Perry a little bit because I think it's an important, <laughs> important dialogue to have. Yeah. Um, I honestly think the representation is so important, as you mentioned. But also, a lot of the times we don't have storylines that are developed thoughtfully, as you're saying. And it's just like, when you have one person that's developing those storylines, but the storylines are always so similar or doing similar things, like that's really um, downplaying the Black experience. So all I'm saying, different perspectives are necessary and needed and important (laughs) and i think that's a good segue to talk about uh one of my favorite moments or episodes segments whatever you want to call it from black girls want to have fun i loved everything y'all talked about dating it was just so interesting to hear y'all's perspectives y'all's red flags y'all's requirements i was like oh this is interesting like i feel (laughs) like it was kind of a cheat code too i was was taking notes in my car like all right all right keep that in mind no i'm just kidding (laughs) um but it was just interesting hearing those stories, hearing those perspectives. And what I preach, what I feel makes a podcast good is when I really feel engaged in the conversation. Not like I'm just yeah. listening to like background noise, but like being invested in the stories that y'all are telling. Or if y'all say something like a dude did wrong. And if my reaction is like, ooh, like, dang, I wouldn't have done that. Or if it's like, yeah. nah, y'all tripping. Which y'all y'all wasn't tripping. I don't think there was, was a single say, time where I was like, y'all. tripping at all during that episode? Give us some feedback. <laughs> I had to listen back to the episode. I don't think so, though, because I feel like if y'all was tripping, I would have texted you. Okay. Because <laughs> there were times right. I would listen to an episode and I would text you like, oh, it's really good or uh, <laughs> something else really funny. Um, I don't think there was ever a moment where I'm like, nah, I like y'all wrong. Otherwise, I would probably be like, nah, I need to be on a podcast today. I, I need, yeah. to, I need yeah. to get my mic. <laughs> well, our dating content is honestly one of the most popular topics on the show. I kept telling her, I'm like, should we do more dating content like invite some men on like let's make this spicy (laughs) but yeah I it's still an idea out there so if people like that let us know and we'll see what we can do (laughs) I think it'd be fun I mean I think just hearing black women talk about like dating and getting y'all's experience and just having y'all have a mic to just talk about whatever you want to talk about because everybody knows like there's tons of podcasts where men are talking about what women should do what women don't do yes when i tell you it's an uphill battle every time i mention i'm a podcaster to people i have to like put so many disclaimers (laughs) on it i'm like yeah i have a podcast yes however (laughs) this isn't the bashing women type are you talking about how much you hate women on that podcast i'm I'm, I'm not hating women on the podcast i'm not talking about the alpha male on my podcast (laughs) i I promise (laughs) Are you saying Grand Rising? 
grand risings banquet hall uh nah but uh i think those conversations were very fun i loved like even some of the conversation about dating in the social media age with like dating apps and how the algorithm be having us messed up and Always. how you could be swiping on hinge for 10 days and i see a single black person even if you got the black filter on <laughs> no seriously oh my gosh such a cool. it's kind of sad it is kind of sad, but uh, listeners, tap in with Black Girls Just Want to Have Fun. You can find it. Well, let me not plug your podcast for you. You you, you know the spiel. Where can people find Black Girls Just Want to Have Fun? We are on, I think, almost every platform, Spotify, Apple Music. I think Google has a podcast, mm-hmm. Amazon as well. Um, we're on Instagram at Black Girls Have Fun. We're on TikTok as well, and I think it's Black Girls Have Fun. Um I should have practiced this beforehand, but you should be able to find us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that get to the podcast. That's the main thing. Like, get to the yeah. podcast, listen to the episode, um, and hopefully you got the the IG handle right and the TikTok. Yes, y'all are on TikTok. IG Black girls have fun. Um, Black girls have fun, and from IG, we have a link tree that links to everything. And I definitely was already following y'all on TikTok and didn't just press follow as I looked it up. But <laughs> uh, TikTok is Black Girls Have Fun. So make sure you check them out. Uh, listen to the podcast, listen to the first two seasons. Let them know what you think about the podcast. And yeah, looking forward to more content from there. Uh, but I did want to make sure we left time to talk about your new endeavor, uh, something that just hit the IG waves. It just hit the zeitgeist. And I was like, ooh, I'm recording with her this week. I could talk about the podcast. Yeah. I might even be the first person you really get to dive deep into this with. I don't even know. Yes, um, you are, actually. I'm, ex- I'm excited. <laughs> uh, Moments We Gather podcast, debuting September 24th. And first of all, love the name. Like, I don't even, like, I haven't even heard you talk about what the podcast is supposed to be yet. So, I don't even know, but you got me off of the name alone because I just feel like that's a vibe that I like Moments We Gather just feels like a vibe. So uh, what can we expect from Moments We Gather? I think it's funny because as we're doing this and as you have been talking about your podcast, it feels similar, to be honest. Cause oh, so you're jocking like my this... style? No, I'm just messing. I mean, oops, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a great idea. I had to, you know get on the wave um but no um in a way it is regular people talking about you know regular things whatever you want to say but really the gist of it for me I want to amplify amplify voices of Gen Z and millennials Mm. as creating a space for us to connect share our stories and support each other um it's really open-ended I feel like black girls just want to have fun like it did start off as you know two black girls (laughs) (laughs) talking about certain things um so this podcast I'm really trying to um be a little bit more generic it is more I mean the other podcast was lifestyle as well but this is lifestyle I feel like it's opening up to a wider audience um and really bringing people into a community to talk about things um and support each other really no i love it and even if it is like 
similar to this podcast, I think there's so much room out there for us to be creating this content and how you're going to be interviewing and talking to people is going to be different than how I do or different than other people do. So I'm excited that just we're getting these stories out there. And I was just talking uh, to a friend of mine, a couple of friends of mine last night about this. It's just these moments, these stories that are in the now, like if we don't tell those stories, if we don't amplify how like these stories, they're just going to get lost in this stream of content creation. And so even if we create these niche communities where people are listening to these episodes and getting to know these people, one, I think it means a lot for the individuals that we're highlighting and amplifying because like I said, like how often do people get to just talk about what they're passionate about or what they're interested in. And especially like, I love the idea of highlighting and amplifying Gen Z because man, do they have thoughts? Are they creative? (laughs) Like, there's just so they're much cr- there. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say they're crazy, but it's not crazy in a bad way. Like nah. whenever I meet someone who's part of that generation and they start talking to me, I'm like, holy shit. Hold on. Wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on. Back up, back up, back up. Start again. Slow down. Like they have so many thoughts, so many ideas. It's so many great things. They are ahead of their time. And man. <laughs> it needs to be out there i i love it no absolutely i feel like it's like millennials without the anxiety the performance anxiety of sharing how we actually feel <laughs> <I know. laughs> we were thinking it they're saying it and i'm like yeah. oh good for you i love and, and, this and on top of that they calling us out like oh y'all I ain't know. gonna i'm like dang like y'all just like, hey, y'all saying what we minute? all think just, just give me a minute <laughs> i was getting there uh, I love it though. So moments we gather coming out September twenty fourth. Where can people there's find already, that podcast? One thing, there's already a slight slight tweak to that. I was gonna okay. release on Sundays. I think it's gonna be Tuesdays okay. now. So September twenty sixth is potentially the new date. It could change. Um, you guys Follow- are getting <laughs> a preview into <laughs> what's going on there. Um, but. IG is set up. I'm still working on what other social media will be out there, but that one is Moments We Gather Pod. Um, this podcast is going to be different from Black Girls Have Fun, um, solely because I'm thinking about making a Discord. So more to come on that. Yeah, <laughs> emphasis is really going to be on community. So I feel like if there's a place where you want to have further engagement, further conversation with people that I'm having on the podcast. Hopefully that will be a place Mm. where people can come and talk whatever you want to do. As long as it's respectful. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, it will also be on Spotify, Apple podcasts, all of that. Yeah. Very much looking forward to it. Looking forward to the conversations uh honestly like we need to build a little podcast empire here we could be the next ringer (laughs) yeah there you go podcast network right yeah (laughs) i mean that's that's really one of my goals with podcasting and what i hope to accomplish with the banquet hall because uh just to let the listeners in one of the podcast networks i frequently listen to is through the ringer and the ringer has like so many different podcasts but they're all under this ringer umbrella so whether you're listening to the Ringerverse or Higher Learning or 
uh, the Prestige TV podcast, Rewatchables, it's all branded under the Ringer. So their advertisements are for other Ringer podcasts, and they're trying to connect people to other podcasts in that network. And I think that's one of the visions I had for the banquet hall, like, in an ideal world, I'll be able to like connect like other podcasts and really have this umbrella podcast. So it's like, oh, Banquet Hall presents this, Banquet Hall presents that, or this is a podcast within the Banquet Hall network. So I'm uh, just very excited just to see other people also blossoming into their media personalities and getting their podcasts out there and lifting as we climb, like more or less, that's really what it is. And so uh, once Moments We Gather Pod, we'll definitely be looking forward to, or once Moments We Gather Pod debuts, uh, definitely will be looking forward to sending people that way. And uh, I'm going to put it in a zeitgeist that I demand a seat at the table too. <laughs> I need to be a guest. Yes, definitely. Um, that's one of the things that I've been going back and forth on as well. Um, at first I was like, well, you know, I'm very, I wouldn't say I'm a feminist, but I'm feminist-ish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um so I'm still going back and forth on like, if I really want to say amplifying the voices of millennial and Gen Z women, but also mm. even if that is the case, um, there's room for allies and yeah, I feel like those conversations are just as equally important as well. So um, there will definitely be room. Yeah. I guess. But no, I yeah. I love the idea you're of like, amplifying. You're, de- you're like, I'm demanding that I be on the podcast, number one. <laughs> yeah, I just have to be there. I mean, I feel like if yeah. I'm the first person we're talking about this with, I need to be on the podcast. Yeah. But no, um, I think that is powerful to want to potentially amplify, like just quote unquote, just like women or Gen Z millennial women. Um, whatever avenue you decide to go with it, I, I think it's going to be great. Very excited to check it out. And yeah, just hear these stories like and just to know that someone else that I know is also interviewing people and or talking to people not necessarily in an interview setting, but uh, just amplifying those stories and just getting all these people out there, getting their stories out there because not everybody can go viral on TikTok, but everybody's story <laughs> still maintains like a need for publicity and for people to hear it. Exactly. Yeah. And so before we close out our podcasting segment on podcasts, I uh, wanted to know what are some of the podcasts you listen to that uh, whether their favorite podcasts or podcasts you think our listeners should check out that could be similar to yours or stuff you tried to model yourself model yourself after or get inspired by any favorite podcast you want to shout out um the podcast that I'm speaking on right now <laughs> oh, I am honored <laughs> <laughs> um but the main one that I listen to all the time I love nice and neat the podcast mm-hmm. um it's three men in their 30s but I really enjoy their conversations at first they started out like with a focus on men their tagline was the 360 development of men but even when I was listening to it then I was like all right I've had such I wouldn't say terrible experiences with dating listen to black girls just want to have fun if you want to hear the stories (laughs) on it but I was like I just need some insight here (laughs) and I feel like they were just refreshing to listen Mm. to like I love their mindset and how they think about things um and now that they've changed it to 
I forgot what their tagline is now, but they've added in for women that are looking for understanding. And I'm mm. like, I was definitely there. <laughs> You're like me. And <laughs> here from day one. So thank you for now including us in the conversation. Um, well, yeah, I truly love that. Um, and it's good to see Black men, you know, doing positive things like this and also taking space in the podcast arena and I feel like they are on a larger scale so just like seeing how they're doing things mm -hmm. it's really inspirational no absolutely um I didn't put this on a run of show but now I'm curious and putting you on the spot for a question uh what would you say or who would you say you are as a podcast so it's like what makes you like you as a podcast host what can people expect from you as a podcast host Oh gosh. Um, I, <laughs> I think I'm very curious. Mm. I like to see how people think and how mm -hmm. people engage and come at a question from a certain angle. And if I feel like people are holding back in a certain way, mm. like I'll push it further. Um, cause even on black girl, just want to have fun. I think there's a lot of moments where you hear, like crystal talking about something and if i see like she has more to say on it i'm like okay crystal and so what about this like <laughs> i'll take it further because i'm like i see that you're kind of playing around with the question and there's definitely more insight there i'm like let's talk about it <laughs> yeah it's a, it's an art form really like i feel like it's people don't see it from the outside but when you're really like been doing podcasting or you listen to a lot of podcasts you could tell it's like uh you might you probably could talk about it's certain things you could be like oh you want to talk about this for like 20 minutes and let's let's go for it and i think there's some episodes that i've even recorded where there's been stuff somebody will say and i'm like ooh, there's something there and i'll like i'll keep it in the back of my mind all episode and i'm like well let's go let's go back to this real quick yeah. like <laughs> yes exactly I definitely have done that a lot with Crystal and I'll I'll even tell her after sometimes like oh yeah I'm I'm sorry that we that I did that um and we could totally scratch it if you want to <laughs> and sometimes she's like no it's fine it's great I'm like okay hallelujah so we can do it again. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's that's the fun part, too, because that's why I let people always know before I start recording, like, hey, just so you know, if we ever get to a point where you want to cut it out, we can. But I'm really trying to, like, really have it be a meaningful conversation. Yeah. And uh, we joked before we start recording, you were going to try not to to co-host me during a podcast. Mm -hmm. so I was ready. I was waiting for the uh I was like, when when's she gonna jump in and like do her own podcasting? And so far, you've just been a guest. So how's it feel to be on the guest side of a podcast? <laughs> I love it. Oh my God. It's great. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I definitely did, you know, think beforehand, like, okay, how can I not turn this into like a back and forth type of thing? Because with Crystal, you know, we're co-hosts. So mm -hmm. we're talking back and forth. We're asking those questions to each other. And as things come up, like it's just top of mind. So it's good to just, you know, be a guest um, go along for the ride exactly yeah so now that i'm thinking about it we'll have to figure out when you'll be on my podcast and you know the tables will turn i'm with it because i've never been a podcast guest i've had yet to be on a podcast so you could potentially be the first podcast i ever get on i was about to say we'll definitely have to make it happen now <laughs> thank you for that <laughs> of course 
Uh, but kind of getting towards the tail end of the podcast, I have some quick hitters that I usually run through with people. Uh, just whatever comes first to mind is totally fine. Uh, first things first, I'll say, what words of advice would you give for someone who wants to get into podcasting or is trying to search for their niche in this world that we're in? Um, Try a lot of things. Um, Honestly, I feel like a lot of people... I don't know a lot of people talk to me about their problems and <laughs> I still don't know if I like that or not you know I, it's fine for now but um <laughs> a lot of the times people complain about like where they're at and how stagnant they are mm. but a lot of people aren't willing to do the work to change it like you have to be okay with being uncomfortable. You have to be mm-hmm. okay with admitting that you don't know everything and that there's still more things out there to know and to try out. And there's ways that you can go about trying it, like write it all down, figure out what you think you would like to do. Um, you won't know what you want to do unless you try things out. So just start trying things out. Um, and within reason too. Yeah. I've tried a lot of things, honestly, a lot at one time, and I drive myself crazy. So don't do that. (laughs) Um, Prioritize it. Make a list. (laughs) Focus on one thing at a time. But yeah. (laughs) Focus on one thing at a time, but get out there and try it. Definitely good advice. Uh, Who are some people who inspire you or influence you in your life? Wow. Um, Probably should have looked at this uh, beforehand. (laughs) <laughs> or let's just listen i feel like people get caught up with like wanting to make sure they don't forget anybody so let's just say like one or two people that inspire influence you and if you listen to this podcast you're like oh she didn't say me like relax like it's just a podcast <laughs> she's on the spot <laughs> honestly first thing that comes to mind and always comes to mind is my mom and my grandma um i've had a lot of great women influences in my life like the line of matriarchs is just Mm. amazing um they all work hard they've all worked hard and tried to um show me how to be very independent um I always joke with them now I'm a little too independent so it's their fault not mine (laughs) um but yeah they've definitely influenced me and shaped me into who I am today uh, how can people support you or if, if you want people to find you on social media, LinkedIn or whatnot, uh, where can people support you? I am on LinkedIn. If you guys <laughs> need a professional connection, um, I'm not. Yeah, I'll, I won't say that comment, um, <laughs> but I'm on LinkedIn. Um, Sierra-Smith-18, I think, is my little I don't even know what you call it, but that's how you find me there Um, on IG underscore Sierra Ashley with another underscore at the end. Um, It has all of my podcasts there, so you could definitely link out to find me that way. Um, Yeah. And then uh, what are you taking away from this episode and what do you hope our listeners take away? gotta hit you with the reflection at the end (laughs) oh my gosh um honestly reflecting on things that I've done and talking about those things it's very therapeutic I would say 
um, definitely helps me kind of reflect on how much I've done. Because I mm. feel like when I talk to certain people, the way I talk about things, and I feel like this was brought up earlier, like when I said I'm a hot mess and I'm clearly not. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of people have said that. And I don't think I realized that until I continue to talk about mm. like what I've done and what I'm doing. And I'm like, hmm, thanks for that little confidence boost. I need it every now and then. Um I think from a listener's perspective, um, I would say, if anything, hopefully this shows you that you can go anywhere, do anything, like the sky is the limit. Um, and sometimes it really does take that support system, um, connecting with certain people to get there. Uh, so whatever you got to do, get on it. <laughs> Whatever you got to do, get on it. Uh, well, Sierra, last thing for the podcast, I'll turn the mic over to you. Any shout out, shameless plugs, anything you want to manifest, put on the airways out there. Now is your time to shine. Oh, wow. Um, I would say I just hope moments we gather re resonates with a lot of people and becomes a success, to be honest. <laughs> That's the only thing I got I feel like I've talked so much and I never really <laughs> truly talk this much I'm just trying to shut up <laughs> hey I told you before we started recording next thing you know you'd be talking for hour and 20 minutes and that's what we did here today uh, but listeners want to thank you for tuning into this episode of the Banquet Hall podcast. Uh, make sure you follow our podcast on social media at Banquet Hall Pod. Share this episode with a listener, whether because you want them to listen to Sierra or you want them to learn about Black girls just want to have fun. Uh, just have them tap into this episode, then tap into Black girls just want to have fun. Stream all two seasons and then get ready for moments we gather. We got you in the podcast empire that we're building as we go in. Uh, but hopefully y'all enjoyed this episode. And if you did, make sure you leave a five-star rating wherever you can. Leave us a like, subscribe, share. Y'all know the influencer spiel I give at the end of every episode. Um, but Sierra, thank you for your time today. Uh, this was a blast and it's great to always catch up with people from high school. So uh, thank you for your time and listeners will catch you on the next episode. <laughs>